It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Hey, good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on North Shore 1049. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems on this uh, Labor Day weekend, right? Where did the summer go? And even Labor Day is late, and where did the summer go? Biff, what'd you do with the summer? Any no, idea? I, I don't do? know what I did with the summer, boy, but I, you're right. And it, we are actually getting an extra week because Labor Day is late as it, as it can be. And nonetheless, it's like, okay, we're all done already. But, you know, know. you know, John, I, I think we talked about this off here. September, really, I believe in New England, is our best weather month of the year. Well, that's what the Chamber of Commerce wants to tell you. Because, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I'm, on, I'm on Cape Cod right now. And uh, on, on Cape Cod, a lot of the businesses that, are, that were certainly affected by COVID are going to try to stay open a little bit longer to take advantage of, I, I like what they call it, the shoulder season. And uh, so not the prime time, but the shoulder season. The, shoulders, so a lot the of shoulder, shoulder season. It has yeah, a name, so huh? the, the spring and the fall are shoulder seasons, yes. I've never heard that and, term before. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, but uh, some of the business that's taken advantage of it, some of them actually just said, we're just closing because we're exhausted because they couldn't get enough help for the summertime. And the, the if they had college help, the kids went home. The kids went, well, es- essentially went back to school, whether they really did or not. But they ended up having to leave. So I know uh, a couple little places near me said, you know what? Maybe we'll open up for the long weekend. Maybe we won't. We're just tired. So... Uh, it is it is kind of interesting uh the uh the uh down the street from where i am there's a there's a uh, great little convenience store deli bandera's uh uh market and uh they they make some great sandwiches and they're just really nice people Ken and dolly and they uh they work from the beginning of the season to the end every single day and uh usually usually they're counting down the weekends uh to to just say it's time to rest a little bit or play golf or whatever people do when they do that so uh so it it's it's it is interesting and uh my week has been interesting too it's been uh, you know part of what I do these days is I used to go out and talk to people in person now I'm doing it virtually so I go out and uh, you know we we set up and, and Biff and I were talking about this earlier, you know, Zoom chats and things. And uh, it is, it's kind of odd to see 30 people, little tiny pictures of people. And you're trying to talk with them and see if they're paying attention. And it's not the same as being in a room with, this, with the same amount of people. Uh, but uh, this week I, I did something with um, the store's library out in Longmeadow. And sure enough, the uh, uh, folks across the street from me that were running the house, uh, Cassie and her husband and their little nine-month-old son, uh, they're from Longmeadow. And I'm like, well, that's a small world. A small and, world uh, is right. It, it is. You know, Walt Disney is right. You know, they say it's, it's a small world after all, unless you have to paint it. Right. Then it gets really, <laughs> oh, then it gets, then it gets really big. Oh, you're, so. a, you're a Stephen Wright fan, huh? Uh, is that is that yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's one of his yeah. lines. You know, it's a small yeah. world unless you have to paint it. Yeah, well, I I heard it from an old boss, so 
and I did, I didn't give him credit for yeah. it either. So, yeah. So, <laughs> and and I was and I was talking uh, I was talking about this earlier. I was uh, looking through a closet or something. And I don't even know where these came from, but I have I have a uh, a couple of nineteen sixty three Mechanics Illustrated magazines, and. I must have picked them up at a at a yard sale or something, and just wanted to look through them and see and see what was here. And um, you know, some uh, I love the ads in the back because um, you know they they have pages and pages of classifieds that that uh, you know always used to be part of these magazines. But but you know you can you know it, it, it's all about trying to start your own business, start your own. Uh, saw blade sharpening business for less than fifty dollars. Um, skinnier fat will help you lose weight. Bill problems we can help you today. Some of these ads never change. <laughs> that's true. You know, get a career in electronics with RCA. Oh, um, and that's in nineteen sixty three. Yeah. Wow, what yeah. what some wi- yeah. some wisdom there, huh, John? Yeah, yeah. And put to, uh, and, and it must have been the. St- the start of using zip codes because it says put some zip in your mail, include zip code numbers in all your addresses to get quicker mail. Yeah, so, uh-huh. yeah, a saw blade sharpening. There's more than one ad, and apparently you can make twenty to thirty dollars a week in extra money by sharpening saw blades. See, who would have thought? Yeah, or uh, or small engine repair. Um, uh, you can buy eyeglasses through the mail apparently for nine ninety five. You can get a um, listening to police and fire calls in your car. That was only, that was huge. For, that was huge. For only, send only two dollars. Two dollars. Two dollars. Yeah. I wouldn't cover the postage today. I, I I have no idea. Or treasure in coin finder, twenty nine ninety five. Oh, hit the beach, right? That's right. That's right. Become a locksmith. I always I, I got to tell you that's the one I always wanted to do. I always wanted to. I always wanted to fill out the... I wonder if I could still fill it out. I wonder what would happen. Fill <laughs> <send> it, <in. laughs> it out and send it in. Yeah. yeah. Locksmithing to, uh, to uh, John Little be, Falls, New Jersey. John will be calling me next week saying, um, I'm out of the, um, the car business. I'm a locksmith now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a locksmith now. Yeah. And you still can build your own helicopter. Uh, of course. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. an ad. Build, build it and fly it. Uh, you can... Uh, you can uh, let's see. Tom McHale, who is a uh, or McHale is his name. Uh, he um, he did a couple ads, and he I uh, some of his car reviews were. Uh, you know, I get in the '60s, you could get away with a lot of stuff that was politically incorrect today. In fact, there's an ad on the back of the magazine. Uh, now you can wash your car without water in minutes. The new easy scrub way with the Swami. Amazing dry polishing cloth, and it shows a person wearing a turban. I don't think you can do that. <laughs> I don't think that would fly today. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, boost your per- boost your earnings permanently by repairing color TVs. Oh, I love this stuff. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's, uh, but it's uh, you know some of the, some of the things in here. They they tested a plush motorhome, a nineteen sixty three Winnebago. Uh, which uh, which they're talking about how wonderful how wonderful it is and and there's even the world's first battery powered lawn tractor uh, that uh, that can go apparently two hours without recharging. 
So there's all kinds of wow. there's, and and who knew that and who knew that a water pick was back. You know the thing you can use to clean your teeth. Mm-hmm. Who knew yeah, there was one yeah. back in 1963? And they came out with a cordless one that ran on rechargeable batteries. Wow, 1963, 1963, and they're talking about some kind of, some kind of amazing painting, paint on heating element paint that you can uh, cook in your car somehow. You paint your food with it and then plug it into your cigarette lighter. Just doesn't sound right somehow. <laughs> it doesn't. So, <laughs> it sure doesn't. <laughs> and then, and then there's you know and then there's beer ads which you know you never see in magazines anymore. You know so. Um, but there's uh, there's uh, there's a commuter car, and they uh, they have this little cutaway of a uh, some sort of an electric car, and uh, it says Uncle Sam's commuter shopper car, and it's written by a guy Paul Weisler, who I think is actually still around, and he was a he was a uh, uh, an interesting old character, uh, or at least he was when I met him. So, uh, but uh, he wrote this story about this uh, commuter car, so. Um, and it says uh, the trip rate program, so some kind of rate program, will add revenue to the commuter shopper car system. It substantially reduced big city parking costs. It would spread out commuter shopper maintenance costs. It would, you know, substantially fix regardless of mileage. You know, it it was the future. We haven't got it yet, but the future's you know it's coming still. So you know that's always it's always some of the stuff. And there's uh, there's. Uh, uh, the auto writer in here says um, he has he has his own column to to uh, argue with people. I guess he says uh, somebody wrote in and says I have an uncle in Wingate, North Carolina, who's never heard of you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, and, nice, and nice he, to meet you. And he says. Uh, yeah, he says, think nothing of it, RC, according to my AAA map. So thank you for that. Uh, they never heard of Wingate. As for your uncle, we can't all be perfect. Uh, yeah, just, just, uh, kind of, kind of weird stuff, you know. So, uh, but, the, you know, they were even talking back then in 1963 about gas electric cars. It says, General Motors unveiled a hybrid gasoline electric car, one of three exper- experimental vehicles, uh, Designed by GM for commuter transportation, the hybrid in the top photo is only 66 inches long, which means three such cars could be parked in a typical full-size parking space. It's powered by a 12, 12 cubic inch, well, that's small, uh, gasoline engine coupled to a DC uh, series electric motor through an electromagnetic clutch. The car operates with gasoline electric power. It's accelerated from a standstill electrically but in hybrid mode the gasoline engine is engaged at 10 miles an hour and then powers the car alone at steady speeds uh acceleration power is provided by both engines top speed is 35 miles an hour mm, and because of such low performance it would it would require a separate road system well i guess we never came out with a separate road system in 1960 no so but yeah i mean some some of these things some of these things are are funny it's uh you know there's the um there's the edmund scientific company which did all kinds of you could buy all kinds of little goofy stuff um like a war surplus electric generator i don't know what you would do with one of those but you could get one uh diagnose mechanical <laughs> trouble with a with a professional stethoscope um, there you go. Get a giant weather balloon. Get a giant weather balloon because you never know when you want a giant weather balloon. 
<laughs> and then it's then there's an ad for a uh, polyester cord body fiberglass belted Atlas Plycron tire that you can get 100% more mileage on this tire than the previous model, which had to be awful. Because <laughs> you know, those tires barely got, I think, you know, fifteen or twenty thousand miles out of them. So, so, but, but yeah, it's uh, it's amazing some of the stuff that a lot of good know, stuff in that nineteen sixty three magazine. A lot, of, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. The fat get fatter by a by a wider Armstrong tire. Yeah, it's uh, and uh, and there's a Schlitz ad for those Schlitz beer drinkers. So. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah, so, I think so, in 63, so I think Schlitz was, uh, was on the number one. I think they were the number one brand at that time. I, 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 would, I would guess they probably were. Um, I think we're going to be talking in a little bit to our buddy Junior D'Amato. We haven't talked to Junior on, on the air, at least, in, in quite a while. So maybe we'll talk to him. We'll see if we can get him out from under a car because he's working today and uh, see what he's up to. Um, and also, of course, we want to hear from you. If you if you want to call us, our phone number is 800-370-1049. 800-370-1049 is how you get through and chat with us about your car, your car problems, whatever's on your mind. Um, we can we can chat with you about that. Um, New Hampshire is is. Uh, Change some of the rules up there. Governor Chris Sununu uh, signed a law making his state the first to let flying cars operate on public roads. Um, do we really need flying cars on public roads? Now the only thing stopping them from uh, filling the skies above the Grand Estate is the fact that um, you can't really buy one yet. But the uh, they <laughs> and it's funny they called it the Jetson Bill. Uh, the so-called Jetson Bill makes a roadable aircraft as they're formerly known, legal on the ground. Though it doesn't permit actually flying over streets yet, but what it means is, I guess, if you can fold up the wings or whatever the case is, you can actually drive it on the street until you find a place where you can take off. Um, this landmark legislation places New Hampshire at the leading edge of incorporating rotable aircraft into state transportation systems, uh, according to the CEO of Samson Sky, a startup working on a flying car called the Switchblade. I've seen the switchblade. The switchblade is sort of a flying motorcycle. It looks like an enclosed two-wheel thing, motorcycle-type thing. I think it's got maybe something that looks like training wheels on the back of it. And once you get going, you the prop starts to turn. It takes off, and it actually looks it actually looks pretty good. And it looks like it really did fly. Um, and then there's a company up in. Burlington, maybe or Woburn or something, Terrafusia, Terra and uh, they've been they've been trying to get their flying car going for quite a while. And then the Chinese automaker uh, Geely has been testing a prototype, actually in New Hampshire, which I think is kind of interesting. And the law requires flying cars to be certified by the um, Federal Aviation Administration, and licensed drivers would also need to be trained pilots. It does not take any stance on robotic housekeepers, though. Look at that. Well, a sense of humor. look at that. Hmm. Well, uh, who, knew? who knew? We have a very enthusiastic uh, Junior D'Amato on the phone that wants uh, wants to chat. We do. Wants to chat with you. Yeah, really does. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Good. Let's, let's, see what's going, let's see what's going on in his words, not mine. What's going on in the grease pit today, Mr. Junior? Mr. John, how are you this morning? Good. What's going on? 
70 degrees, no humidity. What a deal. This is the way it should be year-round. But, however, it is not. <clears throat> Things could always be worse. The heat and humidity had really played havoc all summer long with lots of vehicles, every kind of vehicle, believe it or not, John. And the number one failure this particular 60 or so days or 55 days of the hot weather was the all-important battery. Believe it or not, battery, the hot weather kills batteries just as the wintertime does, number one. Number two, the COVID uh, that we have with people not driving too much or just going around town, cars sitting for three months, put the batteries to sleep big time, just like they do in the wintertime when people don't disconnect them or put a little trickle charger or a maintenance tender on the battery. So it was a pretty interesting, warm summer. That is now, I think, officially behind us. Yeah, it really is. People don't realize. People think of, oh, my battery in cold weather because the engine's a little harder to crank over. But it's that it's that hot weather that actually kills the inside of the battery and causes all kinds of problems. And and you're right. Um, you know, here here in New England, I think we did a little bit of research and found out the average life of a battery is about four and a half years. Uh, you know, some last longer, some don't last anywhere near as long. I know we had a run on. Uh, Batteries in Honda CRVs. It seemed like when they got to be three years old, you couldn't. The factory battery just gave up. So uh, it was sort of it was sort of interesting to see what would happen, what would happen with batteries and and how they go. And you're right, the people with uh, that had decided to leave their cars just sitting. And I've been trying to get a little bit of exercise in the morning, so I go for a little walk sometimes. And just walking through my neighborhood, um, there are cars that. Don't look like they've moved since uh, since the beginning of all this. You know, tires are starting to go flat. You know, cars are covered with you know tree sap and everything else. And you're like, you know, that's you know that's not doing that car any good. And I try to tell people, take these cars for a, you know 30 minute drive once a week. It's the best thing you can do for the car. Well, you mean it's just not a good idea to start them up and let them idle in the driveway for a half hour? Uh no. Well, you can if you want. If you want dilute, if you want oil that smells like gasoline afterwards. Yeah. Uh, again, and, the, and, uh, and what is, common sense. Yeah. And what does that do? You know, what does that do for the brakes? I I leave my car parked for two days and I go to step on the brakes and it sounds like it sounds like I need brake pads. Yeah. Um, the, because the, the amount of car, uh, rusting see, on a lot of these brake rotors is uh, is incredible. And not only that, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of metal in good quality brake pads, and you get. Two dissimilar metals that will rust. It ends up, you know, taking onto the rotor. And, oh, my goodness, the brakes are only a year old. Now they're pulsating because they haven't driven the car in three months. And sometimes that pulsation doesn't go away because now we have built up a big layer of rust on top of those brake rotors. So there's lots of uh, lots of things to be concerned about, especially, you know, when cars sit. Uh, my cars sit uh, a lot. And, fortunately, they're in a garage which makes a very big difference. And even some of these um, huts that people put up, we've seen huts everywhere, those canvas huts. Um, a lot of times people use those canvas huts, put them together, and, ah, oh, my car's inside the hut. And you don't realize how much humidity and dampness comes up from the ground inside of those huts. And if you're going to put your car in a hut, that's fine. But you need to put some kind of heavy-duty plastic and then maybe some wood on top of it because the um, dampness just comes from the bottom up and you won't see it, but uh, it eats away at the frame, the brake lines, gas lines, and all that kind of stuff. And it actually will rust up the brakes as well. Yeah, it, it really, it really is. And and people don't realize. Yeah, they put those they put those huts up, and they put them. You know, they they find it. 
an empty spot on the on the you know backyard, and they never think about oh I'm just putting it on top of some grass and all that moisture that comes up, you know at least you know put down some you know p- some plywood and some plastic or something to yeah. try to stop that moisture from coming up inside there because it's it turns that you know that that hut turns basically into like a greenhouse afterwards. Yeah, it's not good. And the other thing is the uh, the wonderful animals will be looking for a place to uh, start to nest before you know it, and uh, believe it or not. Those those things are really nice and warm for them in the winter, and it's a very easy out of the weather type of place for them to hide. Then they get underneath the hood, bury a little hole in there by one of the uh, engine mounts, wires, valve cover, or whatever, or inside the air filter or the heater box. And next spring you go and wow, what a smell this is! So there's a lot to think about. Yeah, you know, or the car, that kind of stuff. Yeah, or the car doesn't, or the car doesn't start, and you wonder why it doesn't start because yeah. there's a there's a mouse house in the air intake, and it's just clogged it all up, and there's no no air can get in. Yeah, I tell you, yeah, it happens. It's crazy. It happens. Speaking of cars and all the other kind of stuff, we had a very wonderful uh, young gal here yesterday from AAA towing a car in, and it, it brought it to my attention that you know. If you're a girl looking to get into, uh, you know, the automotive industry in a little different aspect, um, you know, you might want to think about uh, being a, a ramp truck driver, a tow truck driver. Uh, she spent a half hour here with us, and she says, I wish there was more of us doing this job. It's not that hard. Yeah, you might get dirty, greasy, wet, and cold, and, you know, break your fingernail here and there, but uh, it's a pretty decent job, and it pays well, and it's good benefits, so... For any of the females out there that are thinking about it, who have never thought about it, you might want to contact your local AAA employment office or human resources and see if that could be a position for them. Well, you, you, you know, we're we're looking for, we're looking for all kinds of drivers right now, uh, flatbed drivers, battery drivers, uh, all kinds of stuff. Hey, Junior, we need to take a break. Can you hang on through the break and uh, and chat with us a little bit more about maybe some of those tricky cars that you've seen in the shop no, in the anything to make you and your producer happy i can i can give you a few minutes not a problem the meat is running there, john as they there say. we go there yeah yeah I, yeah i'll uh your the check's in the mail too go, yes, hold, it is. you yes, know it hold is. your breath uh, yeah we need to take a break my name is john paul this is the car doctor you're listening on north shore 1049 with us on the phone is junior damato we will be right back after these messages It's Liz and Chris. Wake up with us weekday morning starting at 6. We'll inform and entertain as you get ready for your day. Local news with Hank Morse, our daily forecast with Mark Rosenthal, and Erica with her e-blast as she covers the world of entertainment. Laugh and learn with us. Liz and Chris, weekday mornings 6 to 10. Your local connection on North Shore 1049. Hi, I'm Dan Wiles, owner of Agway of Danvers. Cold weather is right around the corner, and we're planning ahead with a great supply of MV blocks, firewood, and Agway wood pellets. Stock up now and make sure you're ready for those cozy fires at home. At Agway, we're offering 25% off of all trees and shrubs. We are well stocked with decorative mums, ornamental peppers, and grasses. We have all ball jars in stock of every size. Come see us in Agway of Waltham or Agway of Danvers at 910 Street today. Summer's here, and Michelle Mitsubishi in Danvers wants to lend a helping hand in these trying times. We have brand new vehicles for used car pricing. If you're in the market for a used vehicle, stop looking. Drive to Michelle Mitsubishi in Danvers and get a brand new sedan or SUV for used car pricing. There's no risk. They come with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Zachary, tell the local listeners 
about these great values. Dad, what I'm most excited for is our new Outlander Sport, totally redesigned for 2020, and it's the best it's ever looked. It includes great features like Apple CarPlay, Ford Collision Mitigation, and Lane Departure Warning. At Michaud Mitsubishi, we've adjusted our new car pricing just for you. Here's a couple examples. A brand new 2020 Outlander Sport all-wheel drive with all the features, just $21.9. Need a sedan that gets 50 miles per gallon? Try our 2020 Mitsubishi Mirage starting at just 12.9. Mitsubishi stands for safety, reliability, and value. New cars for used car pricing. MichaudAuto.com. Get ready to fall in love with cinema again. Showcase Cinema Deluxe locations in Lowell, Revere, and Woburn are now open. To help keep you safe, Showcase has made lots of changes, including... Reduced capacities and social distancing throughout. Hand sanitizing stations and an enhanced cleaning program. And just like the best movie superheroes, protective masks are required. This weekend, see Marvel's The New Mutants. The thriller Unhinged, starring Russell Crowe. Or the crowd-pleasing The Personal History of David Copperfield. Tickets are now on sale for for a contactless experience, buy online at ShowcaseCinemas.com or via the Showcase Cinemas app. Morning. How'd you get in my house, B? Through the air conditioning vent. It's dark in there. Go away. How about some Honey Nut Cheerios? Cheerios. Do I look like a child to you? Honey Nut Cheerios are tasty and can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. Mm. Did you just mm? No. I'm pretty sure I heard a mm. It was my dryer. You might want to get that thing checked out. Have a change of heart. Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about Honey Nut Cheerios by picking up a box at your local store. When everything is changing, you need a store that's a constant. A store that has the brands your family loves and the value that you need. A store where you can stock up, pick up, and drive up. A store that's close to home and feels like home. A store that puts the health and safety of you and your family above all else. And a store that's always here to help. At Kohl's, we don't know what next year will look like. We just know that we'll be here for you no matter what. Kohl's. Here today, here to stay. See store or Kohl's.com for details. And welcome back to the Car Doctor radio program on North Shore 104.9. My name is John Paul, and with me is uh, old buddy Junior D'Amato. Junior, how long have we known each other? Woo. Wow. Has it been 35 years? Has it been 40 years? It's got to be something like that. I yeah, don't think it's been see, 40, but I bet it's been 30. I bet it's been 35. Yeah. And yeah, and you were the one who. Uh, and I'm still working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were the one who told me that if uh, radio was going to be part of my job, I should go hmm. find a radio station to volunteer at. And yeah. uh, uh, because I, I had. Uh, because you were no. You know, there's no secrets. You were on WRKO for a bunch of years and, and all that cluster of stations as well as. Um, the Talk America Radio Network, and you know, I I was on your program a couple times, and you said to me, "Hey, look, if you know being on radio is going to be part of your job, go find some place to do it." And yeah. I did it on a little station nobody ever nobody ever heard of, and uh, and just kept doing it afterwards. So, you know, so look at you now, you're you're, you're working in radio and the media, and I am uh, working in the grease pit. Wow. Yeah. Well. Well. Speaking of which. Uh, you know, one of the reasons I always like talking to you because you get the cars sometimes that nobody else wants to fix, and you always you always come ac- you always seem you know seemingly something comes into the shop, and it's it may have been to somebody else's shop, and uh, and you you 
you know, usually come up with an answer for it. So yeah, 6 a.m. this morning, a gentleman was in here. He had, uh, he had a 20, in fact, it's here now, a 2011 Tahoe, complaining like crazy. I just got the car out of a dealership up the street, and they charged me $411, and uh, the truck doesn't want to run. I called them up. They don't want any part of it, even though they took my $411. I said, well, you know, it's, it could be something related. It may not be something related. And uh, I have it in here now. It's not run for maybe three or four minutes, and then it shuts off and it won't recrank, which tells me that uh, there's got to be some kind of a wiring issue, more than likely a bad ground. You know, and it's it's here now. It's kind of got got a hundred and change on it, eleven Chevrolet, but it's got some rust on it. So we'll start looking for wires. Uh, this past week we had a Dodge, what they call a ProMaster, and it was skipping with about a hundred grand on it. And the gentleman uh, says, "I just changed my own plugs and coils." I says, "Well, how'd you do that?" He says, uh -oh. "It was difficult." I says, "Are you sure?" So we ended up. You have to pull the uh, front of the grill off area to pull the. Uh, Intake plenum off. Dodge did a great design, a great job designing that for us. So we pulled that off, and we did have one cylinder that was dead, and we had plenty of compression in the motor. And uh, as soon as you got plenty of compression, you got okay. We got good compression, so we either have a spark problem or a fuel injector problem. And one spark plug was extremely clean, which means it was running very, very lean, you would think, which would lead to an injector. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, that might have been the one spark plug this guy might have changed, one. So we ended up taking that one. out and pull the coil out and uh, in the plug out, and then the coil had black tape wrapped around it. Uh, oh, you know, geez. where it goes into the cylinder. I said, what is yeah. this? I don't know. Anyway, so we put mm. it all back together, yeah. took a good coil and a good plug out of a cylinder that we can get access to without pulling it apart. And sure enough, the skip went to that particular cylinder, which we put the old plug and coil in. Put a new plug and coil mm -hmm. in it. The thing is absolutely fine. The guy shook his head. He says, I'm all done. Never again. He says, if the acts up, I'll bring it to you. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, then we had a Ford the other day. I think I told you about this. We didn't want to come out of park. Uh, in the four-way hazard flashes were stuck on on, and it ended up being a ground wire inside of the uh, passenger side or driver's side kick panel in the vehicle. It was rotted. I mean, the stuff that we see wow. is, is incredible. Yeah. I'll give you one more easy and that, one. And that's... Chevrolet vans, the uh, express vans. Car comes in, it yeah. doesn't start. Get ready, start looking at it. Put it up in the air. And guess what? Starts right up. Perfect. Put it back down. It doesn't start. Put it back up again in the air. It starts. Bad ground wire on the frame on the right side of the vehicle by the right front fender in a wheel well area on the frame. I mean, the, the ground. Yeah, I remember the old. Here, we see a credible joint. Yeah, I remember the old Ford F-150s that had the ground wire that... Um, ran through the frame and it had a clamp that went to the frame and then it went to the engine block and they would shear off right at the clamp at the frame and most mm -hmm. of the time the car was started with the ground was just being provided by that little pigtail wire that came off the top of the battery you look down yeah. you see that wire was all melted because it was drawing so much amperage and sure yeah. enough that wire was hanging there and people people be like oh i was wondering why it starts hard sometimes well that's why and, yeah, and, the and you're right yeah. these yeah. these cars 
these cars, they're, they're, they're older than they've ever been. I mean, the average, I think I read the other day, the average car on the road is almost 12 years old now, which is older than they've been since they've been keeping track of this kind of stuff. And all of this wiring, especially here in the Northeast where we have so much salt and salt air and magnesium chloride and everything else we put on the roads, is really starting to cause some problems with some of this wiring now. Yeah, and we haven't seen anything yet. Wait till we uh, see these electric vehicles with the, uh, you know, uh, 80, 90, 100,000 miles that are 8, 10 years old from the driving in the winter. That's when the the, uh, the, truck, the stuff is really going to hit the fan, John. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And a lot of these people don't want to get now involved you... with these electric vehicles. Even some of the dealers, once these vehicles, uh, you know, are out of warranty, they don't want to be bothered. It's amazing. Now you have you have a lot of personal cars. You don't you don't have an electric hot rod yet, right? I have an electric gem car, which is a two thousand two, oh, okay. and uh, it it was not a hot rod, but we boosted up the batteries uh, with larger batteries, and then of course we had to change the electric motor. And the electric car will actually spin the tires from a dead stop where it did not before. Uh, well. We do a lot of electric golf carts. And again, um, you can change the controller and uh, reprogram it and also change the motors on electric golf carts, and they make a big, big difference. You know, it's, it's incredible Yeah, just, uh, what just, you can do. Just even putting bigger bigger tires and wheels on them all of a sudden give you a little bit more top speed. so you can. It gives you more top so you, speed, but so it can, sometimes can give you a little bit less off the line because you've got that big diameter yeah. of the tire, and it takes a little bit longer yeah. to turn that tire. Uh, people think that big yeah. tires are sometimes very good. Big fat tires equal sometimes pretty decent appearance, but it does take away from fuel economy uh, pretty not, pretty much. And if you do put big fat tires on a truck, um, it can also affect your towing ratio, towing rate, the rate of the amount of yep. load you can put on the vehicle that makes a big difference. And now we're seeing all these crazy kids with these big fat tires that are sticking out past the wheel, past the fender wells, which is absolutely ludicrous. They put small, smaller diameter, but they're big and fat and they hang outside the wheels. You see outside the frame of the vehicle, uh, huh. the body line, yep. you've seen those. It looks stupid. And you can't get a stick. Yeah, I, like I don't. Either. Yeah, I I don't see the appeal in that. And then you see some of these kids, and they put the tire on the wheel, and they don't fully seal it, so it's it's like just running on the inside ridge. So I I don't understand the point behind that either. It's, okay, it looks so like Honda, it looks like you go around the corner, it's just going to knock it off the, thing off the, the rim. We have these uh, <clears throat> the second rim seal on these Hondas. In other words, the rim sticks out past the fender well of the Hondas, and the tire is mounted. Uh, it's actually seated on the second seal rim area on the outside. And then they want to take and put a really tremendous amount of positive camber in the vehicle and have the tire going down the road just riding on the outside edges of it, the half a tire. It's just, I don't know why, but people do that stuff. I guess it's cool. Yeah, I, I, I was, uh, I was, uh, parked waiting for somebody the other day and a, uh, Volkswagen Golf pulled up next to me. Thing was, thing was, uh, pretty loud. Comes over next to me, shuts it off. The thing settles down on the ground. It's got airbags in it. And when he came back out and started it back up, I was looking at it and the thing, the thing was running all kinds of negative camber. And I'm looking at the tires and the inside of the tires are almost worn bald and the outside. Yep probably had three quarters of tread left i'm like why would you do that but it looks cool it i 
To yeah, some people. Maybe. I don't know. So, to some not. people. Hey, and before we before we let you go, uh, you know, the new car test drives have been uh, been drying up just a little bit. But anything you've driven in the past few months that you were really impressed with? Uh, the Chevrolet, the Bolt, B-O-L-T, was a pretty interesting vehicle. for an electric, We had three vehicles, electric vehicles, kind of back-to-back. And that Chevrolet Bolt, uh, made by Generous Motors, may be running, I don't know, maybe a Toyota-type platform uh, electrical system in it for the battery. Uh, it was a pretty impressive vehicle, you know, over 200 miles on a on a charge. Uh, some of the Hyundai, the, what's it called, the Icon or something like that, yep. is that what they call it? Uh, almost, but yeah, uh, yeah. The well, Hyundai Electric that, that, is that pretty. That was another yeah. vehicle that comes to ring a bell, and that was pretty nice. It really was, you know. And a lot, a lot of these electric vehicles now are going to be here to stay, and they're making more and more of them. Even though they say it brings up about one and a half percent of total car sales, we're going to see a lot of those out there. And the new Jeep Wranglers, the uh, eighteen up JLs, pretty yep. amazing vehicle. I liked it so much, I went out and I bought one, and they well, work. Put the top down, heated seat, heated steering wheel. They ride smooth, John. And the V6 has plenty of power. I can't wait to drive the new Rubicon in February with a Hemi in it. That's going to be even crazier. Yeah, that that is gonna that is gonna be crazy. And uh, and, and that, but that sort of um, that sort of that sort of fits with uh, with with what you like. You like you like to see the big engines in the little cars. So I think that's absolutely fabulous. And the thing with that that Hemi and the Wrangler. Uh, they're going to start it with a Ford or Rubicon. They might end it there, uh, but there'll be a lot of those that will be available in salvage yards. Probably they come up February or March, probably start buying them in June and July from salvage yards where people have wrecked them and rolled them over, take the drivetrains out and put them in a regular two-door. Yeah. No, there's, there's uh, it, it, you know, you've already seen, you know, some of those some of those hot engines are already starting to appear on eBay and places like that. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's uh, you know, there's the ability to put some uh, real interesting stuff together. So, yeah, that, that, that always makes it fun. And, One last uh, thing, like you John, said, before we run, into, run out of daylight savings time, anybody that's interested in replacing their headlight assemblies, a lot of the bolt-in LED lights now, you don't need transformers. They're just plug-and-play, and they work out very, very nicely. Just make sure once you do it, you get the headlights adjusted properly. In fact, you can always make them go down a little lower than they were to begin with because the LEDs are so bright, and they really, really give a nice area of shine. So they illuminate very nicely for a lot of people. And, of course, cleaning those headlight bezels uh, the crystals, the capsules, whatever you want to call them, is another good idea yep. for people to do. And then you just got to keep a little wax on them uh, during the uh, the winter months to keep them from, you know, piling up with all kinds of crap and keep the uh, clearness on them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Put put a little bit of that stuff in there. That's that's going to help a lot. And you know, put that. You know, they it's a UV coating stuff that you can put on. But yep. basically, it's just kind of a wax. You're right. It just cuts down cuts down the UV and keeps the keeps the lenses good and clean. And and the LED replacements used to be some of the cars you put them in and it would it would set a code. It would tell you to, a light was out because they draw such little amperage. Uh, it, and you had to like trick them. You had to get a kit to put in. But now the new ones are all pretty self contained and they work really well and they last yep. a really long time. Same thing with your directionals. Um, if you put them it, in your directionals, you got to put usually another flash because they don't draw a lot of voltage, and it can make the directional flash really, really fast. But they yeah. work. Yeah, I, I yeah, I want to put uh, I want to put LED backup lights in my car because my my personal car the backup lights are awful. 
I think they use, the they, they use something like little. Yeah, they put some, they. It looks like they put little dash light bulbs in, and they're just terrible. And yeah, and anybody light, looking so, to buy stuff uh, like that, you know, Amazon used to be one of the best places to buy stuff price wise. Check the pricing before you buy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, Junior, always good to talk to you. Your shop is located where in Middleborough? Uh, right down the street from where you're broadcasting in Middleborough, Massachusetts, 359 West Grove. That's where we're at. And the phone number there is? 508-946-2227. You need more information on us? There we go. The AAA website. There you go. Hey, Junior, thanks for uh, taking your time out of Saturday. Don't work too hard today. Anything for you, John. Have a great, great holiday. Bye-bye. All right. All right. You too, Junior. Take care. That was Junior D'Amato. He is... Uh, you know he's been he's been doing this for a long time. His shop in Hyde Park was around for a long time, and there are people that uh, you know you know it's like Junior and whether it's uh, uh, you know some of the other uh, you know shop owners that have been around for a long time. They've been around for a long time because uh, because they're still doing the work and they're still doing the job. And he shut down his fifty years. I think he was uh, his dad started the shop in Hyde Park and shut it down, and and uh, he lives down near the shop area. So instead of driving from the Middleborough area up to Boston every day. He's cut his commute down, but oddly hasn't changed his time when he gets up. He still gets into the shop really early and just kind of tinkers around in there for a while until till it's till everybody starts to come into work and then he then he goes to work. Hey, we need to take another break. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor program. Phone lines are open if you want to join us. The phone number is eight hundred three seventy one oh four nine eight hundred three seventy one oh four nine. We'll be right back. Hi folks, this is Gerard Moynihan of Moynihan Lumber. Did you know that professional builders and remodelers choose Anderson Windows more than any other brand in the United States? And if you're thinking about replacing the windows in your home, you should see the Anderson Woodwright replacement windows, which can add considerable value to any home. See the Anderson Windows on display at Moynihan Lumber in Beverly, North Reading, and Plastown, New Hampshire, or visit us at MoynihanLumber.com. Moynihan Hi, I'm Tom. My wife and I are able to care for our son, Timothy, thanks to the unwavering support that Adult Foster Care of the North Shore provides. We have both a designated care manager and a nurse to help monitor our son's needs and progress. Adult Foster Care of the North Shore gives us the resources we need to properly care for our son in our home. If you're in a similar situation with limited resources, call Adult Foster Care of the North Shore at 978-281-2612 or visit adultfostercarens.com. Join me, Joe Pianterosi, this coming Sunday morning, 10 a.m., Breaking Bread, right here on North Show 1049, where my guest will be Boston restaurateur Doug Bacon and my good friend from Hollywood, California, Jeff McMahon. That's Breaking Bread this Sunday morning, 10 a.m., right here on North Show 1049. Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Rosenthal. Here is your North Shore 1049 forecast, serving the North Shore and the Merrimack Valley. On this Saturday, it's a perfect 10 with sunshine and blue sky. It'll be 75 to 82 degrees, warmest weather inland. There'll be a light sea breeze at the beach. Please use sunscreen. Clear, cool, dry overnight, 55 to 62. Tomorrow, mixture of sun clouds, but really nice. It'll be in the 70s, the beach, low EDs inland. Monday, partly sunny, warm, a little more humid, 77 to 84. Much of next week will feature real summer weather. No big storms in sight.
Weather forecast being brought to you by John J. Walsh Insurance Agency with locations in Salem and Rockport for all your home, auto, and business insurance needs. Offering competitive rates, so call for a quote. 978-745-3300. For local North Shore, 1049. I'm Mark Rosenthal. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor here to help you with your car problems on this Labor Day Saturday. Like Junior said, nice day. Nice low humidity, low temperature in the 70s. Uh, Looks like it's going to be like that for the next couple of days. So if you're out doing some things, maybe it's... uh, Depends where you live. You You might even be able to wash your car. In my town, we have a complete water ban outside because it's been so dry so um so no washing no washing cars in the driveway I don't, they haven't got to the point where they're it's not like california where if they saw water running out in front of your house they would come by and give you a ticket but uh but they're telling you not to use water because uh we haven't had any we haven't had a lot of rain uh i believe ken from topsfield's on the phone ken and good morning sir good morning i had a question on timing a lot of All right. white pines makes me crazy. Trying to figure it out, how to take it off. Uh, as soon as I see it, I try to get it. But we live in an area of yep. a lot of white pines. So I have this yep. stuff that I send away for that I've had. You have to say that you're not a regular consumer. and get it called 3M General Purpose Adhesive Cleaner. And it takes okay. it off. You just got to work like hell to get it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there anything yep. safe with new? It says it's fine on paint, you know, that's cured or whatever. And I yep. haven't used yep. it. I've used it. But what What do you recommend? I mean, can you use gasoline? I, I don't I've know. had. Well, yeah, well you, you could, and then you just light the car on fire, and then you don't have to worry. That's it. That's it. But that's not the best. I've had good luck with a product from um, the company is called Stoner. And they have they have a uh, they call it Tarminator, and it's uh, tar and sap remover. And I've had good luck with it. it. Seems to work pretty good. It's not harsh, so it's easy on paint. Um, and I find it works pretty good. But sometimes what happens is some of this pine sap gets so hardened up that you need to get out there with um, you, you know go. Go out there with some uh, soapy water and a brand new, fresh out of the package single edge razor blade, and literally you have to scrape it off. And you know the, the, the soap paint? keeps you from scratching. Yeah, the soap keeps you from scratching the paint. And the new single edge razor blade because it has doesn't have any nicks in it. Is you're going to be able to scrape the scrape the sap off. But I've had pretty good luck with this. Uh, with the stoner product stuff. The other thing I've used before, if it's not too, too bad, is um, there's, a, there's a, a product you can buy it in paint and hardware stores called Goof Off. It's uh, when you, um, you use it if you, if you spill paint somewhere and it'll, and it'll take, it'll take uh, latex paint off. And, uh, and that, there's, um, you know, that can get some of the sticky, sticky, uh, you know, or, or Goo Gone is another one. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's not designed for cars, but it will work. Uh, back in the olden days, remember the olden days? 
We used to yes, go out there do. with uh, with some run with some Ronson lighter fluid. And, right. uh, you know, the the yellow and blue can, remember when people used to fill up their Zippo lighters? Well, you go out there with That's some right. lighter fluid and, you know, put it put it on a towel and, and wipe it off and, you know, you get the sap off. But um, I'm, not, I'm not even sure you can buy that stuff anymore. But, but yeah, I would try. I would, I've had good luck with the Stoner line of products. Um, so I would, I would, give, I would give that. Something like that? Yeah, S-T-O-N-E-R. And the product, the product is... I. I think it's called Tarminator, T-A-R-M-I-N-A-T-O-R, and uh, it comes in a comes in a spray can. And I've had I've had good luck with it. I have uh, I have a couple of their 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 um, invisible. They're the same people that make the invisible glass window cleaner, which I've had good luck yep. with. Um, they have they have some uh, brake dust cleaner stuff. They they have a whole they have a whole range of products and. Um, I've I've had I've had pretty good luck with them, so I'd I'd give them a shot and see what happens. Um, you know, there's other companies. There's you know Turtle Wax. I think makes a bug and tire remover. But the stoner the stoner stuff. I, like I said, I've tried a variety of their products before, and I've had pretty good luck with them. So, well, that's great. And I just have a non-car. You talked about the '63 Popular Mechanics. Oh yeah, yeah. And and uh, where were you in '63? <laughs> <laughs> um I was uh I was not working on cars, I'll tell you that. But uh I was I was probably I was probably taking my bicycle apart though. All right. Well I was just I was looking forward to getting my license and I thought of that stuff and sixty three was a, a good year for cars. Um there was some I was thinking of the but I think sixty three the the four oh nine was still a big it was the oh, yeah, sport yeah. and and the Hemi yeah. was coming out then, and and I was just thinking of those days with cars. It was a great era. Yeah, well, it's funny. The the, the guy in Mechanics Illustrated here, Tom McCahill, uh, he he uh, he kind of went out on the uh, out on a ledge here, and he he tests the cars of Sweden. So uh, he says the cars of Sweden, all two of them, the Volvo and the, <laughs> and the Saab, cover the mythical medium price bracket. Like Jackie Gleason on a bar stool, how can you say that stuff? You know, <laughs> um, he says these these two Swedes are as different uh, besides our uh, American cars as Geronimo would have been at a flower child convention. He's got a way. He's got a way with words. I'll say that about him. And if you don't get hung up on political correct, there was no harm meant by it. No, not, not at all. Not, not at all. Nice. That's so, great. Well, thank yeah. you for being on the air this weekend and uh, and all that you do to give people good common sense advice. Well, we try. Take care and uh, enjoy the weekend. Thank we you, need to sir. take Bye. another break, pay some more bills, because there's always bills, even though I don't generate a lot of bills, I think. But there there is always bills, and we do need to pay them. So uh, why don't we take that break now? My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. Uh, just like Ken did, you can give us a call at 800-370-1049. 800-370-1049. We have phone lines open just for you. We'll be right back. No dice, son. You gotta work late. Sometimes I wonder what I'm a to do, but there ain't no cure for the summertime Don't put mercury in the trash. Don't put mercury in the trash. Fluorescent lamps. Fluorescent lamps. Thermometers. 
thermometers, thermostats, thermostats, button batteries, button batteries. These could all contain mercury, so let's dispose of them properly. Don't put mercury in the trash. Don't put mercury in the trash. Know your products with mercury, so you can dispose of them properly. Mercury is harmful to human health and the environment. To learn what products in your home may contain mercury and where to safely dispose of them, please contact your local board of health or Department of Public Works or visit keepmercuryfromrising.org. Brought to you by Wheelabrator Technologies, the people who convert your trash into clean, renewable electricity. Know your products with mercury so you can dispose of them properly. I'm Kate Fox from Destination Salem. Salem, Massachusetts is the internationally recognized destination in your own backyard. Many tourists aren't traveling this summer, which means there's more space for you to explore our museums, history, arts, unique shops, and award-winning restaurants. Take advantage of smaller group sizes on our walking, trolley, and harbor tours. Find everything you need to plan your visit at Salem.org and make your destination Salem. And as a reminder, don't forget your mask. They're required in downtown Salem. Find all the information you need at Salem.org. Mm. Morning. How'd you get in my house, B? Through the air conditioning vent. It's dark in there. Go away. How about some Honey Nut Cheerios? Cheerios. Do I look like a child to you? Honey Nut Cheerios are tasty and can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. Mm. Did you just mmm? No. I'm pretty sure I heard a mmm. It was my dryer. You might want to get that thing checked out. Have a change of heart. Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about Honey Nut Cheerios by picking up a box at your local store. When everything is changing, you need a store that's a constant. A store that has the brands your family loves and the value that you need. A store where you can stock up, pick up, and drive up. A store that's close to home and feels like home. A store that puts the health and safety of you and your family above all else. And a store that's always here to help. At Kohl's, we don't know what next year will look like. We just know that we'll be here for you no matter what. Kohl's. Here today, here to stay. See store or Kohl's.com for details. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. We're still looking through some of these ads. It says, the King Midget from 1963, the world's most exciting, lowest-priced car. If you've ever seen a King Midget, it looks like something the Shriners would drive around in. And it was exciting because the thing had kind of a lawnmower engine in it and barely had brakes, which I guess made it exciting. And uh, they were in uh, Athens, Ohio. So there you go. Let's talk to uh, uh, Mike. Michael, good morning. Good morning. How are you, John? Good. How are you? Good, sir. Um, you were talking earlier about batteries and average life four and a half years, and I was wondering, does the hybrid vehicle have any impact on a, on a battery's life? I know they're separate systems, but I didn't know if of how they work. It might either, you know, one way or the other, shorten it or lengthen the life of a battery. Uh, you mean the the a hybrid vehicle has the hybrid battery and then the separate twelve volt battery? You mean? Yes, so I was, you were talking yeah. about battery life yep. of a 12-volt yep. battery is four and a half years. Yep. I didn't know if yep. if the operation of a hybrid vehicle, I know they're separate electrical systems, that kind right. of thing, but I didn't know if, it, if that might make a difference impact the, the battery life. Um, no, they actually, they actually last pretty good. The ones, that, the ones that have a little bit more of an issue are the ones where the battery is um, 
really it's it's not like a prius hybrid or some of the others where the car actually has a big hybrid battery pack but some of the ones that just use a small electric motor and especially where they shut off and restart and they use that electric motor and they have something called an agm battery in them which is a uh, stands for advanced glass map battery those the life is not looking quite as long in a lot of cases but the 12 volt battery that you would find in say a prius for instance we've seen some of those last 10 years yeah and, and now you're talking about the actual battery that's the the hybrid system not the 12 volt that kind of thing no no the one for the the one for the actual 12 volt the thing that kind of runs the radio and you know the electrical parts the hybrid battery on the other hand uh the the traction battery the big battery um mm -hmm. those have those typically have an eight to ten year warranty life too because they're warrantied that's part of the federal emissions warranty so those where we see those last eight to ten years 12 and more sometimes and now they're getting to the point where those batteries have started to wear out and there are companies that remanufacture them so before where a hybrid battery could have cost five or six thousand dollars now some of the replacement hybrid batteries are you know eight or nine hundred bucks yeah and i know that they're repurposing some of those for remote places and they're you know using those for um, you know places that are, that are off the grid they're actually creating their own using the car batteries that have been repurposed yep. so all right. I yep. just wanted to know if it was yep. a situation that that made a difference, and it sounds like there there could be a little bit difference in a battery life on a, of a twelve volt battery and a hybrid. So thank you, John. Uh, yeah, a little it. bit, anytime. All right. Let's All right, go. Wish you a good uh, holiday. Thank you very much. Stay you safe. Be well. You, you as well. Hang out at the barbecue uh, grill. That's my suggestion. Uh, John. Um, my, yes, sir. Mike number two has dropped. So let's go okay. to let's see if get, give me a, give me a quick second. We'll get Frank from Medford on. Hang on. All right. All right. That's good. He'll do that, and I'll uh, um, go and uh, All right, order. Let's, let's see if Frank is uh, there. Frank, you there? Yes. Hey, Frank, how are you? Good, John Paul. Hey, I have a question there. My buddy there's got a 2008 Ford Edge V6 uh, engine, and it was like, uh, you know, he said it was kind of like uh, misfiring or bucking a little bit. Yeah. He said the, the check engine light wasn't on. You know what I mean? Didn't come on. So uh, he kept driving it, right? And all of a sudden it shut down and uh, didn't, you know, it broke down on him going to work one day, right? And uh, he took it to the garage. And they said that it was the uh, head gasket, the main head gasket or something. Okay. And that, and that uh, the engine was junk. Um, Is that right? Oh, it's 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 possible. I mean, it's certainly it certainly is possible that it could be it could be that um, yeah. It, if you know these some of these V six engines have had some have had some head gasket problems. So uh, it it uh, would not surprise me. What year did you say it was? It's a two thousand eight. Yeah. Ford so edge. I mean, it's, yeah, it's twelve years old. Um, it had like a hundred and twenty eight thousand yeah yeah I mean the mileage the mileage is kind of low you wouldn't you wouldn't think that it would it would do that but uh, yeah I mean there there has been there certainly has been some some problems and um I know I know even some of the newer even some of the brand new 
uh, Ford products, the 2018, 2019s have had cylinder head problems and all kinds of all kinds of other things. I mean, there's not going to be any anything here, but yeah, it may be it may be at this point where there's there's not a whole not a whole lot you can do other than just say, um, yeah, I, I, you know, what do you, what do you do at this point? Put it, put a used, maybe put a, uh, uh, used head, yeah, a used engine in and, you know, take, take a shot that way. Maybe, uh, now just put, if, yeah. the, go ahead. Excuse me. He, he put in like about five grand into this car, like in the last year. He put in a transmission. He put in a rack. He put, you know, steering rack. He put in a, a yeah. ball joint assembly, front end axle assembly, ball joint thing. <laughs> now the engine <laughs> dies. Now the engine, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there, there, you know, is is it possible? There's. Yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly possible the head gasket went, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he hadn't changed the coolant often enough and it just ate right through the head gasket. You know, whether it really needs a whole engine is really going to depend on how much coolant got into places where it's not supposed to get. Um, you know, can you pull it? Can you pull the heads and, and, uh, just, re, you know, send the heads out and replace the head gaskets? Maybe, but chances are at 12, 13 years old, um, maybe a good late model used engine might be the way to go. Right. Okay. Bad news. Up, uh, hey, uh, we we got to get going. Uh, the piano guy's playing, which means we got to leave. Very good. Uh, Have so, a great uh, Labor Day weekend. I, I want to. All right, you as well. So, Biff, we made it through another hour. We did. We did, yeah. We yeah. did. Yeah. So, uh, you have any plans? You have any plans for Labor Day? Uh, no great shakes. Gonna, I'm going to be here today, and um, hopefully, uh, the next yeah. two days is going to be beautiful weather. Just hang out and enjoy it. How about yourself? There you go. That's my plan as well. All that's right. my that's my plan. Do the same thing as well. So, and I hope everybody takes a little, you know, takes it easy a little bit, relaxes a little bit, uh, and uh, stays safe. Of course, make sure make sure you stay safe and you know keep distant and all that sort of stuff. Wear your mask. Do all the things you're supposed to do. And of course, wear your seatbelt. Drive safely. Be good to your car. Talk to you all next week. Bye bye.